Hey, how are you? I'm good. Good afternoon. May I speak with Miss Portia Mittens? This is she. <laughs> uh, hey, how's everything going with you? Oh, things are great. Cannot complain. And yourself? Um, we are good. I'm trying to nurse, trying to nurse Mia back to health. <laughs> oh my goodness, I know. <laughs> uh, uh, is she lying on you or, or what? <laughs> no, nah, she she actually sick. She got a she got a sinus infection. So, oh, uh, uh, yeah, we we were we were we were praying that it wasn't COVID. So, yeah, we so we'll we, we, bless, we blessed with that well, one. Praise God, it wasn't the COVID. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, but yeah, we do appreciate you spending this time with us. Con- we're going to conduct those, uh, a little short interview with you. Um, like I said, because I know I know some dope people and. Right. I just want to try to try to get flowers when I can. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Because, you know, I need to just be out here just doing what I can. Hey, mm-hmm. it's, it's, well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it works. Hoping it works. It, it's, it's enough because we most definitely see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm going to kind of do a brief introduction. If there's anything that you want to chime in on, let right. me know. But yeah, I'm going to go ahead and um, let the people know that we um, are interviewing Ms. Portia Middens. She is a graduate graduate of the University of Illinois. She is the owner of the Coffee Pot in Sumter, Oregon, and Legit Trapping. I don't want to pigeonhole Legit Trapping because I know of the clothing line. I mean, I know you did a symposium, but um, is there any other aspects to um, Legit Trapping? Well, there's an event space. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, like the social activism mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. of legit trapping because it's all about getting people legit mm-hmm. so there's a lot of social activism behind it too word mm-hmm. word okay i got you i got you like i said i know i know i know the clothes and everything because i was rocking my shirt yesterday you should see <laughs> how, how you. no problem you should see how the people be Respond. looking at me on the streets uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh believe me i know because when i'm in walmart <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, she is also the co-chair of the Cannabis Business Association of Illinois Minority Access Committee. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And then this one, I'm, I'm going to put a little bravado on it because right. she is also the first black woman in the country to be a retail cannabis dispensary license holder and a transport license holder in two different states. Boom. Correct. Boom. That's uh, right. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, black history. That's right. <laughs> when I get a bigger budget, I'm gonna I'm gonna add hand claps and stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, I might be the, like the only woman, like period. Hey, um, you, it might just be beyond, you know, African American. Hey, well, the first woman. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Hey, I'm gonna say the first person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So so you guys recently just got the transport transport license. Yes, so we recently got the transport and dispensary license. And then we got a notification last week that we are in the running to get a cultivation license. Okay, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, okay, which gets to my next question. Because um, I've been hearing um, social equity. Could you educate me on that a little bit and why, why that isn't important? Right, so, you know, social equity to me, mm-hmm. right, this is... Portia speaking about how she feels about social equity. I feel like when you take, if you come and you took, you stole $5 from me. Mm-hmm. You framed me. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say you stole $5 from my cousin. Okay. But you framed me and said, I did it. 
Mm. And then I had to go to jail for the five dollars. Mm-hmm. But you actually took it the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then you took that five dollars and you invested it and you flipped it. And the time I spent in prison, you took that five dollars and turned it into a thousand. Mm-hmm. And then I get out. And then we both going for the same position. Mm-hmm. I don't have education. I don't have any money. I've been locked up. I might yeah. not have a home mm-hmm. because I lost all of that while I was locked up. Mm-hmm. Even though you you took my money to begin with right. and you blew it up and you have a home. You have a car. You have the education. So who's going to get the job? That, uh, that other person. I got mm-hmm. you. Social equity to me is since you stole my money in the first place, you owe me everything <laughs> that you earned when I was gone. That's right. I got you. And you don't just owe me my $5. You owe me my $5 and the interest. Mm-hmm. Understood. 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 So, yeah. social equity is all of this was taken mm-hmm. unjustly. Mm-hmm. So, if you intentionally came and took this stuff and then benefited off of it, you need to intentionally bring it back mm-hmm. and the stuff that you got off of it. Boom. That's a great metaphor. Under, under understood, because mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of these, um, a lot of these, I know a lot of these um, politicians mm-hmm. have been so against marijuana, but they were the first ones to resign to get into the Ooh. space. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Um, is it is it too late to get into the game? No, it's not too late at all, especially. When you're talking about social equity as well like some people are working towards um, peddlers licenses mm-hmm. which would be to allow you know the street homie to get in under so like he can keep doing what he's doing he just now has to get a license and pay taxes on it uh, mm-hmm. okay I got you I, I would love like to me that's part of social equity I got you I got you I got you I, I appreciate I pre- so it's, it's not too late also because there are a lot of states that aren't legal yet Mm -hmm. so that means all the states that aren't legal there's still the chance to get in there's still chances for employment Mm -hmm. there's chances for um, investment you know if people you want to take that risk you can take money out of your 401k or wherever refinance your house Mm -hmm. and invest in either someone that has a license or create um an ancillary business Mm -hmm. that can support the cannabis space because it's still a lot of room for growth because it's not federal yet. Yep. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Awesome. 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 Okay. My next question is: mm-hmm. Give me, um, give me a rundown of how you ended up in Sumter, Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> how did you get to Oregon? Of all places, right? Oh, right. Of all, listen, Oregon all was states. never even on my list. Right. <laughs> You know, you had your, like, vacation list. Like, uh-huh. I want to go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I want to go to Miami. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oregon was not even on the list. So, right. I'll give you, I'll try to give the shortest version that I can. Okay, no worries. Take your time. Is, um, Preach, my dad's, sister, pre-sister. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, a friend of my father's who lived, he lived next door to my dad, like, in the 70s, mm-hmm. uh, in the 80s. He actually held me as an infant, like, when they brought me home from mm-hmm. the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, my parents were in college, but the first time they brought me to Kankakee, um, he held me like as a baby, an infant. Okay. He went to prison in Oregon 
for weed. Wow. And then when he got out, it was legal. And she was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Which goes back to the social equity. Like, for real? Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so he got out, he became a medical grower. So in Oregon, even with like a felony or having a drug charge, you could be a medical grower. Okay. So mm-hmm. he was a medical grower and he felt like more black people need to get into the space because, mm-hmm. you know, Oregon is like 4% minority. Mm-hmm. That's black, like minority across the board. Yeah. Wow. So he was like, man, more black people need to get in. And at the same time, he happened to be looking for my father on social, on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And he looked up Mittens, mm-hmm. which, you know, I have a very uncommon last name. <laughs> so it brought me up, uh-huh. me and my siblings. And he remembered, you know, like, I think Steve had a girl named Portia. You know, so he hits me up and he was like, hey, do you know, you know, Steve Mittens? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, how familiar are you with him? I'm like, pretty familiar. Pretty you're the oldest girl. And you know, Johnny being from Kankakee. You know, it's certain things that you know about Kankakee. Like, and if you're not from here, you're not going to know about it. Exactly. So he starts mentioning the things that lets me know that he's from here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he brought up my auntie, because don't nobody know my auntie by, by that name unless you're from here. <laughs> he's like, your auntie is too, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, and he knew Reverend Barnes, and mm-hmm. okay, okay. So so he checked out on the Kankakee O meter. Yeah, you got you to gotta give him the quiz. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, what, so, what do you get on at Boys? <laughs> 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 What's your go-to Boys? Hey. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so when he checked out, he was like, "You should come out here and check it out. Like, you should just come." And I'm like, "I don't have three hundred thousand dollars over." And he's like, "Just come." Mm-hmm. Just come and just like put it in your spirit, put it into your mind, put it into your energy, put it into your stratosphere, into your world. Mm-hmm. And you know, I do things like that before, but that really like clicked with me. Like that mm-hmm. was the first time where somebody encouraged me to take it and just like just put it in you. Mm-hmm. Just get this thought. Come get these visions. Come look at it. And put it in you, yeah. and see what what comes from that. So I went out there, and we went to dispensaries from the north side, from the north to the south, the east to the west. And um, he took me past different spots. And he lived in the Grand, which is close to Sumter. Mm-hmm. So he told me about Sumter. We didn't go, but he told me about it. And then I came back home. That was like in April of 2016. Mm-hmm. I came back home was working my regular job i'm like okay this is great you know i'll put it inside of me i'll let it marinate or whatever but we'll see you know the line right. channel, oh, yeah. like, you know, yeah, my thing, i had a great job you know i had the dog shampoo yeah going i had a great job i was living the life I, you know i met Lollapalooza on stage oh god I, yes. I, I'm, I'm living the life you know <laughs> uh and oregon was like not part of that right so uh i work so fast forward to uh october mm-hmm. you know october 2016 and he calls me and he says, hey, there is this family that wants to invest in a dispensary in Sumter, but they need some money to cross the finish line. And it's a couple other issues they're having with like zoning and they might not vote it in and blah, blah, blah. He's mm-hmm. like, you know, is this something that you or someone you know would be interested in? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, how much do they need? And he told me how much they needed. And true story, like 
my job had given me a severance. I was saving for a home. Mm-hmm. And I happened to have, like, the cash they needed. And so I called my Look mom, and I was like, Mom, mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about doing this thing. I said, <laughs> I need to know. If it fails, can I sleep on your couch? I'm not made to be homeless. Right. Yeah. Like, I can be broke. Right. No, I can even be ugly. I don't care. I, I can be dumb. I can't be homeless. Can be homeless. I'm not made for That's that lifestyle. Nah. Homeless in jail? I ain't made for it. Not at all. So right. I was like, I need to know I can lay my head somewhere. If, just, mm-hmm. if I lose it all, because I'm, I'm, I'm putting it all on the line. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah. She was like, matter of fact, you can have a whole bedroom. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Mom. Right. <laughs> shout out to the moms. <laughs> right, shout out to moms. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's important to be there for your kids, no matter what age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because that was like just the push I needed yes, for yeah. me to just, you know, go out there and, and do it. Mm-hmm. And so I called him back and I was like, yeah, I'll do it. True story. I was like, I told him, I said, it's Friday. I ain't got no job. <laughs> you know? Just do it. Just my mama said she got my back. I mean, hey, I'm going to try it. Hey, what else you need? So, uh, and um, the rest, I guess they say, is history. I understood. I understood. How, how, long, how, long, how long did you stay out there? Uh, three and a half years. It was supposed to be, it was Gilligan's Island. Bless your heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was still Island, yeah. I went out there. It was supposed to be a three hour tour. And it was supposed to be 14 days. Uh huh. I packed 14 days of clothes. Mm-hmm. Actually, 17, because you know how those women are. Yep. yep. And um, I was supposed to help set up, get things going, and come back home. Mm-hmm. And I got out there and I met my partners and I met the people that they had wanted to work. And I was like, I'll leave these folks with my money. I ain't gonna never see it. Never again. <laughs> I ain't gonna never see it. I got intuition. I, I got this Holy Spirit in me, and it told me, Portia, don't leave your money out here with these folks. <laughs> <laughs> hey. So I literally mailed my keys home, like in the mail. Mm-hmm. Like, Lord, don't let them get lost. Right. Mail my keys home, had them go get my car from the airport. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine went to my house. Uh, FaceTime, you went through my closet, and they shipped me some more clothes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I yes. ended up living in a one-room cabin. Whoa, 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 whoa. That whoa. is a story. <laughs> That's gotcha, a story. Gotcha. I was, wow, yeah, yeah. man. Uh, so, and I, and I tell you, the struggle is real on the Oregon Trail, all of those things. Because my dispensary is literally is on the Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if like if you look on the map uh-huh. of the Oregon Trail, uh-huh. yeah, it's on it's there. On yeah. the Oregon Trail. Oh my God! So glad no smallpox. <laughs> you didn't lose any oxen. I right. Didn't lose, no, no, no oxen. No, no oxen. Um, I didn't catch dysentery. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So your initial, uh, so you were supposed to be out there for uh, fourteen to seventeen days. Um, what were you, what was your parents' reaction when they found out that you were going to have to stay out there? Right. They were just like, "You sure? Right. Mm-hmm. Like you can't come home?" Like my mom was like, "Well, what you gonna do with your condo? Cause I had a condo, I had a right. three bedroom, two bath, I had like three balconies." Mm-mm-mm. Wow. A vaulted ceiling, exposed big wall, had a whole room that was a closet. Oh Mm -mm. man, 
Oh, and uh, she was like, "What you gonna do in Chicago?" I was like, "Well, I'm gonna yes. keep it till I can't mm-hmm. till I figure out exactly what I'm going to do." Because at that point, I was still in denial. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I was like, "Maybe an extra month," you know. I was in denial. Or I can come back. <laughs> you know? oh my God. <laughs> I can make this work. I can be like a month, you know, okay, and then, then I go, go home. Uh-huh. No, that didn't that didn't happen. No, that's so they were just like you know, my dad was like, "Got a gun, right?" right. Most definitely. <laughs> he wanted to know if I had a gun, and my mom was like, "Well, where you gonna live? What are you gonna eat?" Mm-hmm. What, what? My car was still here. She's like, "What's you gonna drive?" Mm-hmm. I was like, I, "I'm trying to figure all these things out. I don't know." <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Yeah. She sent me some uh, snow pants. She's like, is it cold up there? She mailed me some snow pants. Oh, man. Yeah, she, <laughs> she gonna, she gonna she most, def- most yeah, definitely hold mom. you down. Uh-huh, that's a mom. Uh, right, right. Yeah. Wow. So when that realization hit you that you were in this for the long run, mm-hmm. <laughs> what what was some of the things that you had to have from back home? What, what, what was something that you could not leave back in Illinois? Mild sauce. I had a friend mail me a gallon of mild sauce. I got pictures to prove it. Yeah, I hear about and people Shout out to like the that. home team. Cause take it, listen, I love Johnny. Let me let me publicly thank you again mm-hmm. for the cheese grits. Hey. Because let me tell y'all, if y'all don't know nothing else about ke- people from Kankakee, they will hold you down on the food tip. Yes. They will take care of you. So I had um, somebody send me some mild sauce. DJ, <laughs> I don't know if you remember Benita Jones. Uh-huh, yeah. She was a year younger than us. Mm-hmm. She sent me fruities. Okay. And, and grandma chews. <laughs> and uh, my mom was just like sending my favorite snacks like ramen noodles and stuff mm-hmm. uh brandon you. williams he sent me a snack box of like our chips and like the, the lace chips uh-huh. and uh all kind of different snacks yeah he sent me a whole box of stuff so yeah uh, i didn't even ask like he was just like sending me food because because they know because yeah. we uh we 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 one thing about us we are food snobs we like yes, seasoning yes, we are. and we go we go <laughs> everywhere else and complain about the food i right. literally yes exactly <laughs> i literally go buy me like three or four packs of scott peterson polo sauce because they have no idea what that is down here Okay. So yeah, I, fruities, grandma chews, love those things. And my, they took care of me. So I had my mild sauce and I had my chews. Oh, my archway, lemon archway cookies. Mm-hmm. DJ sent me some of those too. Yeah. How close was the nearest Walmart or the nearest, where'd you go sh- to get your supplies? <laughs> so the nearest like grocery store, the nearest town was 28 miles, Baker what? City. Man. Down, down the mountain, what? like down. I don't mean a mountain, mountain. Like because we were, oh, we're about a mile high. So like, <laughs> you come to the something, you'll be in the mile high club. Honey, <laughs> so it was like twenty eight miles down the mountain. We had uh, it was what are they called? It was two grocery stores. Uh, Bymart, Bymart was like the the Walmart version ish. Mm-hmm. And then the two grocery stores, but the closest Walmart 
was the Grand, which was like an hour away. Oh my God! Yeah, that's one direction, and then if I went to Ontario, that was about an hour and fifteen. But here was the cool thing about where I lived: I lived near the Forty Fifth Parallel, mm-hmm. so I could actually get twenty five hours in my day because mm. I could go because I was right where the time switch was. Mm-hmm. So if I went to Ontario, I would gain an hour. Oh wow. So I could go to Walmart, do my stuff, gain an hour, and then come back and it'd be the same time. Gotcha. Yes, <laughs> you gotta take the perks, because that 28 miles very, is rough. Very cool, very cool. <laughs> All right, yeah. so um, being like, I, I'm pretty sure you were like the only chocolate chip there. Yeah, she was a little chocolate chip, yeah. How was the reception of the, of the natives? Mm. It was great, actually. Mm-hmm. People actually went out of their way to make me feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were genuinely interested. Mm-hmm. You know, like if they would ask to touch my hair, it wasn't a like kind of touchy <laughs> thing. It was really like they had never, never seen, seen mm-hmm. a person. A, a, I met hair. a guy who was 76 who had never met a black person. Wow. Yeah. Because he lived up, like, up in the mountains. He sort of stayed up there. Mm-hmm. Um, he would come down and go to the grocery store or whatever. And Baker didn't have a lot of black people, so he didn't really. And I'm sure if he saw him, he didn't, like, sit and talk with him, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, the first black person he had actually talked with yes. in his life. Wow. Wow. And we're in the 2000s. Yeah. yeah. We're in the 10, yeah. 2010s. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Changing people's yeah. lives. I was... I was very well receptive. I mean, I, I used to play music, you know, in like Twister and, and Twerk music. And I had like <laughs> uh, little uh, snacks out, like the Fruities, and they had never had that before. Mm-hmm. So, like, they loved it. Like, mm-hmm. the people, the, t- the town people would come just to, like, come see, like, my head wraps and be like, so what's that? Yeah. Installing a little flavor. Installing a little yeah. flavor. Yeah. Hey, it's all right. You know, like, on Juneteenth, I had stuff out. Yeah. And, you know, like, Black yeah. History Month, I had little, okay. you know, facts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Educating. Hey, if, if you if we yeah. don't teach them, they, some people won't know. They will never know. Uh-huh. Yeah. They will never know. That like, awesome. my partners at the time, like, didn't know who Malcolm X was. Oh. oh. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know it's so. deep. That's very deep. <laughs> and, uh, uh, what's her name? The one who led out of slaves freedom. I'm having mm-hmm. a brain fart. Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman. Let's <laughs> go. I got you, girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not yeah like, didn't that. know. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't know who that was. That's why. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I know, very well received. I am still friendly and friends with a lot of the people there I still chit chat with them on the phone on Facebook mm-hmm. um, great relationships I've, I've got some really good relationships out there yeah that's great yeah that, that that's that's super dope that's super it dope is. okay yeah. um, legit trapping where where'd that name come from and also what inspired you to branch out into the to, to fashion mm-hmm. okay so the name came from uh, big boy outcast had posted a picture of me, bah, 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 bah. and he said it was it was a picture of me. I was wearing his trap house sweatshirt, uh-huh. and I was taking some somebody taking a picture of me, and I was taking weed out of the container and putting it into another container. Uh-huh. And he posted it. He was an organ at the time at the concert, uh-huh. 
And he posted the picture on Instagram and said, legal trapping with my girl, Portia Mittens. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, legal is cool, but it ain't quite. It's- so um, what happened was I found out that Illinois was about to go legal th- recreationally January 1st of 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I said to myself, I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty sh- I saw like different ads for different events that people were doing about like getting into the cannabis industry, learning about cannabis. And I realized a lot of the people weren't in the cannabis space. Mm-hmm. No shade. <laughs> but, you know, if I'm the only one of the few black women, you're not in it. You, you're not in it. You don't know what you don't know. Just, you know yeah. what I mean? Gotcha. Right. Right. And so I'm like, how can you teach what you don't know? Like, this is what I said to myself. Mm-hmm. Talking to myself, mm-hmm. so I said like, to myself, I said self. Right, like so. How's that teaching? Run dispensary. They don't have dispensary, so. Uh, and so I said, you know what? Let me, let me give back. You know, let me try to do something, or at least let me be a support, um, as best I can to my people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, let me put together something to maybe help people who want to get into the cannabis space. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to figure out a name because you got to have a name for the event. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know, what do I want it to be? And so um, I think I just have just saw me scrolling on Instagram or maybe it was a memory, but that picture popped up mm-hmm. with that tagline. Mm-hmm. And I was like, legal ain't quite it. Mm-hmm. I want it to be more, you know, more us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not anti any other group of people, but you know, I I know the black experience. I live the black experience. I am the black experience. Uh-huh. And so, you know, I wanted something that spoke to my experience in this world. Uh-huh. Um, and then legit came to mind because you got twisted, right? Yeah. Uh, legit ballers. <laughs> Speed not monsters. Because uh-huh. uh, you know he's from this area. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I like legit legit trapping. So I ran across a couple of people. One of my mentors, um, he's a marketing guy, and he gave me his input. A couple of my friends gave me their input, and everybody told me don't do it because they were like, it's not, you know, it's not mainstream. And I was like, you know, that's the point. That's the goal. Exactly. That's the goal. Right. Like, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Cannabis isn't mainstream. Right. I'm not mainstream. A black woman in cannabis, I am not mainstream. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I believe what makes all of us special is that it's only us. Like, we're it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's one Johnny Payton. It's one, is it Jarmay? Jarmia. Jarmia. Yes. You yes, know, it's is. only one Jarmia. Like, that's, that's what right. makes us us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that we are who we are. Mm-hmm. And so I kept legit trapping. Like, I wanted to make a point. Like, this is who I am. That I'm going to remain this person in no matter what space I'm in. Mm-hmm. And I want you and you and you and you to be comfortable when you come into this space. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Being who you are, legitimate, be true to you. Exactly. If I want to. The I, other part came from, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm saying if I want to wear a hoodie to a meeting, that That's ain't got I'm, nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I stay in the head before I put my hair on. That's right. You know, um, before I even got into cannabis, and I was working in the nonprofit space, which is like sort of corporate, mm-hmm. I I threw my suits away. <laughs> well, I gave them away, should I say? Mm-hmm. About one year into the job, mm-hmm. 
because I decided, like, that ain't me. Mm-hmm. First of all, I look weird because I'm tiny. So I'm wearing these adult clothes <laughs> and this kid body. You know, the little commercials, like, I look like that. I look cute. I was not, it was not cute. And I was like, this isn't me. Mm-hmm. And I want people, when I walk into the room, I, I want people to be like, she doesn't look exactly like us, but she does such a great job. We can't deny it. And then when I see other people that look like me or don't look like them, mm-hmm. I'll be like, well, the other girl did a good job. Maybe this one will. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so the jit trapping came from a desire to, one, make black people feel comfortable in the cannabis space, mm-hmm. uh, to shake up the cannabis space and make them respect it. Like, the one, the one that really like solidified it for me was my father. When I asked my dad what is the, the name of it, and, and I think I, I posted this before, he said, "Well, Google wasn't Google until it was Google." He said, hey. "Make them respect the name." Yeah. that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. That's where it came from. Yeah. I wanted to take mm-hmm. what's you know looked down upon, not consider the norm, and y'all gonna respect it though. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. No, no choice. <laughs> and again, it, 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 and it's super dope. That's right. Yeah. And then the fashion came from, as with most things in my life, like I get in these, God tricks me, right? God, God, because <laughs> God knows how to deal with each and every one of us. That's right. And, and what he has to do. He knows I am not very compliant. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I, I think things through if you give me too much time I come up with 50 million reasons as to why I why should and should shouldn't mm-hmm. so you just got to trick me into certain situations and be like ha ha you stuck so <laughs> I love that <laughs> it always worked out though but what, uh, what happened was I, so I did the legit trapping event the one and then um, I did a second one and I wanted the second one I wanted people to know who my workers were mm-hmm. okay so I wanted them to have shirts. Mm-hmm. And then um, one of my friends, he does patches and stuff. And he kept telling me, like, this is a dope brand. You need to you need to do Looking something with this brand. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, uh, yeah, he's like, you need to do something. Like, oh, I will, I will. So he <laughs> hits me up one day. He text messages me this logo, legit trapping, mm-hmm. with these ugly colors. And he said, I'm placing your order by 5 o'clock. If you don't pick your colors, these gonna be your colors. (laughs) (laughs) You forced your hand. Peer pressure. (laughs) He forced my hand. He forced my hand. So I picked the colors, um, and then I made the shirts for my um, volunteers Mm -hmm. because it was like a sort of a thank you gift for them too. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's the felt the felt letters. Okay. Yeah. So um, and then people wanted to buy them at the event. Right. My friend was right. Like they do like it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, like, are these for sale? And I was like, they will be. Right. <laughs> so then I started selling them. And then, again, God is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Fashion has always been one of my passions in life. Mm-hmm. And I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Getting into the corporate arena and, and you know, selling weed and, mm-hmm. and being the first. And I got caught up and not caught up. I just forgot about like what makes Porsche Porsche mm-hmm. 
and fashion as well those things like i mentioned before i had a whole room that was a closet you know those circle rats that they got at the store uh-huh i got like three of those <laughs> oh portia <laughs> hey don't give don't like, give her no ideas oh. stop talking <laughs> stop talking we're not doing that here oh that sounds wonderful no it does not <laughs> don't get you a man that tell you to stop buying shoes he said get you a man that's gonna build your bigger closet yeah. <laughs> oh man oh. um you know, but fashion is my thing. Like, that's my love. Mm-hmm. That's what I truly... When they ask you, what would you do for free? Mm-hmm. That's, the that's what I would do for free. Yeah. So, legit, trapping opened that back up for me. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Wow. It started off with the t-shirts, and I don't know if you've mm-hmm. noticed, but, you know, I've got the hats, and now I'm doing the tank tops. I, I just left uh, one of my business partners, and we're working on jackets. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm getting back into fashion. So that's great. That's really who I am. Like I would rather do that than sell weed. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, they 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 will they they cross paths. Right. Yeah. So that's 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 how legit trapping sort of came to be. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I'm um, gonna gonna veer off into um, to to your parents a little bit because, um, like I said, we are we are parents of two little brown children, and we're trying to install uh, just an inner 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 hustle in them because you know yeah. every everything is so different now. Mm-hmm. Um, the world the world is so different. Um, so I want to know what what did what did your parents say to you early that that still stick with you to this day? Your your mother and your father. One thing my parents did. <laughs> My mom used to color the kids black in the books. Because, mm. you know, it was a lot of white you know, kids back when we were in the 80s. Yeah. She used to color the kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember my parents were all, and grandparents were always very, like, um, just be proud of who you are. Mm-hmm. So we used to go to the, the African Fest. I remember my dad taking me to meet Sister Stolger when I was like 11. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember him taking me to meet uh, Jesse Jackson, taking me to Operation Push meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to buy me this calendar that was 365 black, and they had pictures of black women with quotes. And then every day of the year was a was a, was a black um, fact, you know, mm-hmm. like about Africans or black or whatever. And it was always about just being pr- never being ashamed mm-hmm. of who you are. And who your people are and where you come from. Mm-hmm. That was just like the general consensus of my life. Mm-hmm. Is no one is better than you. You're no you're no better than them, but they're no better than you. I understood. You come from strong people. Mm-hmm. You know, learning, teaching me my history, teaching me the all four stanzas of the Black National Anthem. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um instilling pride self-pride in portia the individual mm-hmm. and then portia the black woman mm-hmm. that's that's great yeah they did that that's that's that's, re- that's really great like i said we you know, your parents are your, f- your first, first your teachers. first your first superheroes that's right so yeah. however however they start you off <laughs> that that's generally how you gonna finish that's right <laughs> mm-hmm. i remember my dad my dad was the first person to have a sock in the beginning, mm-hmm. back in the 90s. And uh, I remember that he had the red sock, 
And then I remember him driving around. He had this thing of Africa hanging in the rearview mirror and had the red, black, and green. Mm-hmm. And he said, the Dairy Queen get um, ice cream. And he drive around in his stop, knowing, <laughs> you know, it's red, too, so it's sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> so we driving around with the windows down, sunroof. Mind you, 92, we got a sunroof. <laughs> Listen to James Brown. I'm black and I'm proud. Hey. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we pulling up at the. You know how it is. You got a nice car. You pull up at the stoplight. Oh man, the, the big, the big block, <laughs> the big block cell phone. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, those kinds of things really. Um, just help me not being just knowing that I'm I'm enough. Mm-hmm. My parents is instilling that I am enough. I am everything everybody else is. Yeah, yeah. Mia, Mia actually just said that uh, a couple podcasts ago. That's, that's something she would t- she would tell her younger self. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it's just important. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Okay. Um, so, um, what what has the what has the pandemic what has the pandemic um, taught you mm-hmm. what what have you learned in these last eight, 19 months Tell me, so something i already knew but it's always good to be reminded and mm-hmm. that is god will provide mm-hmm. like i this. never who would have thought back in johnny when we were back in high school 95 to 99 mm-hmm. that we would be legal i would be selling it and it would be an essential business it wasn't it wasn't even on the docket so you know for me to be in the pandemic and then the one business i choose to go into that's like totally not me becomes Mm -hmm. essential Mm -hmm. that taught me god like he knows Mm -hmm. trust him even Mm -hmm. more just trust that he knows Mm -hmm. what you need by me being here in illinois in the pandemic um, I had been gone, you know, for three and a half years in Oregon. During that time, my nephew was born, my niece was born, and another nephew was born. Mm-hmm. I got to uh, re, like, re- get reconnected with my family. Mm-hmm. I got to rest. Mm-hmm. That's yes. big. Um, That's big. Yeah, I think all of us. <laughs> I got to um, just recalibrate. So the pandemic taught me to. That you don't always have to. It's okay to slow down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what you need sometimes. Yeah. You ought to do that, and God will take care of you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be the hustle. It doesn't always have to be the grind. Mm-hmm. When you are faced with an opportunity to rest, take it. <laughs> Honey, we need that on a billboard. Mm-mm-mm. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> yes, yes. You rest. Yeah. Like yeah. take take a rest sometimes, mm-hmm. and yeah. value the things that you value. Mm-hmm. I got Put, you. Get, give attention to those things. I got you. I got you. Pay attention to yourself too. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah I've I've learned that yeah. there is no such thing as normal. If you're waiting for normal to come, mm-hmm. you're gonna be waiting a long time. 
<laughs> so you, you better learn how to adapt and mm-hmm. and and ha- and have a plan and and move forward because it's, it's it's never going to be the same again mm-hmm. regardless no, it will never be the same again. Never. Mm-hmm. matter so. of fact i'm looking to do another legit trapping event and i have two versions the in-person and the virtual mm-hmm. right that's the, just that's, in case that's where we that, you know it flips mm-hmm. yeah we yeah. Can keep it moving that's right gotcha 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 okay well um that that pretty much wraps up the the the, the serious stuff um kind of wanted to get into um <laughs> your mu- mu- music music wise mm-hmm. i wanted to know okay. if you had have um a personal concert who would be the three who would be the three artists you would have Dead or alive? Your Ooh, choice. Let's go. Yeah. Call it. All right. <laughs> All right. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> uh huh. I know it's tough. That's tough. Guns and Roses. Okay. No, Errol Smith. Okay. Stevie Wonder, Errol Smith, and Prince. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a concert. Okay. That is a concert, honey. <laughs> yeah. Steven Tyler by himself. Okay. Yes, Steven, yes. yes. Big mouth Steven. <laughs> what has what has been the dopest concert you've been to? Oh, it had to be the Outcast twenty reunion. Oh that's that's not the one they had down in Centennial Park, was it? No, so I actually missed that one. Mm-hmm. But they went on they went on tour that year okay. and I caught them at Lala. Okay. Yeah. That was the one where they had Lil Wayne. He was there. Pretty Mob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I missed that one. Okay. All right. And as an insider, you don't have to answer this, but will <laughs> we ever get another Outcast album? I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> oh, man. I honestly don't know. Yeah. We are that, crawling on the ground. That's like my, like my, that's like my, um, Almost like the soundtrack of my youth. <laughs> so I'm... it is. It, it, it is a sound. It was. You know, it start a petition. No, no, Maybe peer pressure change. will work. Maybe peer pressure. I think they hear us. Yeah, <laughs> they know. Because ain't ain't nothing better than a Friday morning playing so fresh so clean. Damn, <laughs> telling. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just be hopeful. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, um, that pretty much wraps it up for us. Mia, did you have any questions? I didn't. I'm just taking it in. I think she's awesome inspiration, not just to black women, but women, black people, my babies. I can say, hey, (laughs) she did it. Look, Jai. Look, you know, let's let's look at her. You know, she's black history right now. So, I'm just gonna, you know, just continue to be a supporter and go uh, just say go girl from way down here in Acre, Georgia I'm hey I'm watching follow you and root you on girl yeah hey Portia Mia Thank you. Mia was a <laughs> Mia was a cheerleader she was one of the mean ones though I was not mean oh, she was, one, was, of, she was one of the mean cheer captains oh my gosh I was not I was I was I had big glasses on I was a nerdy cheerleader so I was like the corny one who, would, who everybody didn't like because I would make them work. I was not mean. That's, that's terrible. She was not mean. She just means business. I know. I had to get my squad together. And we got first place competition that year. So it worked. See? See, that's all that. She, just, she, had, to, she had to make them 
pull it together. That's oh, right. my See, God. I was oh, my not God. mean girl. I was never a mean girl. Oh, yeah, ma'am. If you would go ahead and drop drop your web um your website address mm-hmm. where they can look look for your clothes, the um clothing line legit trapping. Okay. So the um the website that's currently up is www.legittrapping L E G is in girl I T is in Tom T is in Tom. Mm-hmm. R A P P I N dot big B I G cartel C A R T L dot com. Now that if you go to just like legit trapping, I'm working on that site. So you can get some of the items there, but you can get all of the items at the big cartel. Okay. Um, you can also go to Instagram and it is legit trapping underscore merch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then on Facebook, it's Legit Trapping. And then also, if you follow me, like all of my things link back to that. And I am Portia Riddens on everything, on every platform. Mm -hmm. P-O-R-T-I-A-M-I-T-T-O-N-S. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, LinkedIn. Okay. TikTok. Oh, I'm Portia <laughs> Mittens on all. <laughs> <laughs> what's the weird? What's the weirdest pronunciation you had somebody call call you? Uh, Porta. <laughs> I was gonna say Port Portia. 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 Portia is a very common one. And I'm just like, y'all can say portion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> People be like, how does that spell portion the same way? Ratio mm-hmm. and portion and all the other T I O N words that is <laughs> concentration. Yes. <laughs> Clearly, y'all don't read yes. Shakespeare. Not at all. Not at all. She's a character. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. We we truly appreciate you, lady. Um, Like I said, this is this is awesome, and I do appreciate your time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start editing this, and then I will send it to you for final approval. Yes. Okay. Thanks. Okay. It's been fun. We 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 try. We try. Once we get a bigger budget. (laughs) <laughs> well, be better. I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add music and introduce you and all stuff like that. But right now we still broke. <laughs> grassroots, we grassroots. That's what it is. That's what's work, called. Work with what you got. That's right. When I started my dispensary, I had five strings. Uh huh. In the whole store, mm-hmm. like, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> man, 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 got, man, gotta, have, gotta have a dream. Gotta have a dream. Gotta build on something. Start somewhere. Start with what you know. Start with what you got. Yeah, yeah. But we we, we do what we do appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Hold it down. Likewise. Girl. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, well, I will be in touch with you. And again, um, thank you. Thank you so much, lady. All right. Take, take care. care. All right. Take care. Only God knows the possibilities. I put that weight on me. Woke up with a smile.